So I am sure that many of you here want to learn how you can get more sales and make a better margin on those sales. So there are four types of customer fuel from a D grade through to an A grade. Now we've all had D, or maybe even some have D grade few customers. These are really high maintenance and very, very low profit. No matter what you try to do for them, they're never happy. They're very, very demanding. They cause you a headache or stress in being able to deal with them. And what do you do to try and rectify or try and, the problem or try and make them happy? You throw more time, resource at it, more money at it, which in turn makes them more higher maintenance and in turn reduces the profit yet further. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got an A-grade customer. A-grade customers absolutely love you. They actually really genuinely respect what you do and the value that your product or service adds to them and their world. They are usually much lower maintenance and the higher margin, higher profit. Now, why is it that we convince ourselves that we need to take on D-grade customers? Now, some of us may think, oh, well, we need it because, you know, it provides, it fills up some capacity, uh, keeps the lights on, it keeps the, the, the doors open, keeps the business ticking over. It's a contribution towards overhead. That's all well and good while you've got spare capacity in your business. However, if your business, because it's doing so well, is full up to capacity and in order to increase capacity, you'd have to have a hike in fixed costs, why don't you free up? some of that capacity by changing the mix away from D grade to having a higher proportion of A grade customers. The first thing you can do is you can systematize and more of that later so that you can make those customers lower maintenance. You can put systems and processes, procedures in place so that it becomes more automated, less requirement of the human touch, and therefore you can progress people from the D grade through, sorry, high maintenance through to low maintenance. But there will always be a class of customer that isn't prepared or doesn't want to move up. And you've got to have a serious thought or question in your own mind about whether you want to continue to work with that kind of customer. Indeed, a business I was working with at an event I ran recently said that last year they did a big shift from replacing D-grade customers with A-grade customers. They made the decision to get rid of D-grade customers and replace them with A-grade customers. And in one 12-month period, that was the only thing they did differently and they quadrupled their bottom line. Before you get all excited about going out and firing your D-grade customers, just think that your D-grade customers could be somebody else's A-grade customers somebody else with a different business model that's set up differently, and you could introduce them to those customers. And you may or may not get an introduction fee for doing so. But if you were to do that, that will enable you to make that customer now happy because they're working with somebody else where there's a better fit and therefore free up capacity for you to attract more A great customers. Now, the 80-20 rule applies here. That, that you're going to get 80% of your profits from your top 20% of your customers. Probably get 80% of your hassle from your D-grade customers, your bottom 20% of your customers. But let's just stick here for a moment. This is why it has such a massive impact upon your profit when you create a shift in the mix and create a greater proportion of A-grade customers. But take that band of the top 20%. If you took the top 20% of that top 20%, i.e. the top 4% of all your customers, they are your ultra-responsive customers. 
there's opportunity there to introduce a Rolls-Royce or a VIP product or service at a very high margin at low volume for that top 4% of your customers. More of that in a little bit, a little later. So I want you to be thinking about if you were to be able to segment or classify a customer against D grade through to A grade, what are the things that you can do to change the mix to reduce the number of D grade customers and increase the proportion of A grade customers? By the way, your marketing has to shift and change if you're going to attract those A grade customers. It's important if you want to attract more of those A-grade customers that any negative noise in the marketplace from those D-grade customers, you've got rid of that because those D-grade customers could be putting off future potential high-margin A-grade customers. Now, a lot of organizations question where should they put their advertising spend and their marketing spend. And yes, was an important to spend advertising and marketing in a local geographical area. But most spends tends to go in organizations about how do we bring in new clients? How do we attract new business? But there's no point in attracting new business, pouring more opportunities in the top of the bucket if it's got holes where existing clients are leaking out the bottom of the, bu- the, um, the bottom of the bucket. Did you know that the number one reason why an individual will take their business elsewhere? will take their custom to another supplier is through perceived indifference. 67% of businesses take their business elsewhere because of perceived indifference. What they really mean is they don't think you care. They don't think you care about their product or their service. So actually, you should be putting a whole chunk, as much as 60%, back into your business, existing customers, letting them know that you do care, that they are important to you, so you can keep getting them to come back. Because, of course, once you've sold to the customer the first time, they're much more likely to come and buy from you again and again and again because you've put that whole important hallmark of trust. Next thing I want you to think about is the critical business lesson. And we've already touched on that. And that is that... Profit is a direct result of repeat customers. So if you want your profit to continue to grow, not only do you need to win new customers, but you need to bring back existing customers. And a very effective way of doing that is to create a product staircase, sometimes known as an ATM, ascending transactional model, where each of those different steps is of higher product value. Now, what do we need to establish when we're dealing with a brand new customer the first time? Of course, it's trust. Without any trust, there's no relationship. And what any prospective customer is looking at is going, is they're thinking, does your product or does your service do what it says on the tin? So one of the things, particularly if your core product or service is a relatively high price point, you need to turn their attention to demonstrating the value of your product or service by a zero priced offer at the lower end of your product staircase. They need to have an experience of your product or service before they commit to buying. So they may, for example, look at uh, read your website, watch your YouTube videos online, uh, have a test drive, have a free one-hour consultation, get a free sample or material swatch or fabric swatch of your product or service, have a, a design service done, uh, read a white paper or an ebook that you've created. Uh, see you speak at an event, talk to you at a trade show, come to your stand at a trade conference. 
In actual fact, there's some studies doing that if somebody, particularly if they're going to make a high-quality purchase, a high-end purchase, they need to spend up to seven hours bouncing around your material online or experiencing your product or your service to build the trust to know whether your higher-value product or service is really going to deliver. In actual fact, there's a top internet marketeer called Eben Pagan that talks about this idea about moving the free line. In other words, we've got to give and demonstrate some of our very best stuff up front first to build trust, to earn credibility, so that we can take people on the journey to higher transactional volume, so that value, so they come back and buy again. Please, please, please don't think about this as being a cheap freebie. Because it's really important, the functional purpose of a cheap free, uh, the functional purpose of the bottom end of the product staircase here, the free offering, is to develop enough trust and credibility so that they come on their journey with you. The other end of the product staircase that you need to pay attention to is the top end, and that's the Rolls Royce product or service that I mentioned to you a moment, mentioned to you a moment ago. For the top 4% of your customer base, this is the low volume, very high margin for your top 4% of your customer base that are ultra responsive, that are that love what you do and will buy into that. What is your full and remarkable solution, your VIP, you know, uh, premium solution for that top 4%? Product staircases can be worth billions. You know, Apple's product staircase that worth billions. And you may see, think, what was their zero priced offer at the bottom of the product staircase? Well, that was iTunes. You know, that actually transformed, when it, for certainly when they made it available for PC users as well as Mac users, it transformed the take-up of what was arguably a, a, a nicely aesthetically designed MP3 player into the phenomenon the iPod then became. And of course, they then replicated that with the App Store when they launched the iPhone. Most rooms that I talk in, I ask the question of, as a who here in the room has got more than one Apple product in their household or in their business, and over 70% of the room always put their hands up. So product staircases are incredibly powerful. So what I want you to do now is I want you to think about what you can do to build your own product staircase, what that might look like.